Hello and welcome to the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. This podcast aims to inspire every person to live a happier, healthier and more fulfilling life and to bring you the right information on how to do so. Thank you to everybody for listening to the podcast. If you are enjoying it, please hit subscribe and drop us a review. Now let's dive into the next episode. Hello everyone and thank you for joining me on another episode of the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. Today we are talking all about how your environment can set you up for success or can set you up for failure when it comes to weight loss. Um, So to be successful with weight loss it's so important that you get your environment right. An unsupportive food environment it can pose a huge challenge um, when people are working on weight loss goals and maintaining weight loss once they've actually lost it. And I suppose nowadays, um, obesity and being overweight, they're major risk factors for preventable um, diseases and they can increase the risks of morbidity and mortality worldwide. Um, so weight loss is associated with reductions in the risks of morbidity and mortality and I suppose for that reason and for lots of other reasons as well many people engage in weight loss efforts and I suppose um, research has shown that over 80% of individuals who lose the desired amount of weight initially um, experience weight regain after a year um, and 85% after two years and 95% after three years. So those stats are absolutely frightening um, because it takes so much hard work and so much effort for people to lose that weight initially. And I suppose I see this all the time inside my program, like people work really hard to lose weight. And I suppose that's really the first part of things for us we really focus on helping people actually maintain that weight loss after they've lost it and making sure that they've built the habits and the routines and set up their environment in a way that's going to facilitate them to be successful with not just weight loss but actually the maintenance after the initial weight loss. And individuals who experience weight regain, they often gain more weight than they actually lost in that initial dieting period. And I think that's absolutely frightening. Um, That's an absolutely frightening stat. And an unhelpful environment can play a big part in this. So today we're going to really delve into how you can set yourself up for success by getting your environment right and how you can avoid failure by making sure that certain things in your environment um, are set up to allow you to actually maintain that weight loss and to be successful in the first place. Um, the sights, the smells, the tastes and the organisation of your surroundings, they help you make good choices or they help make it likely that you will fail. And I suppose that's what your environment is all about, is the things around you day to day um, that are either going to tempt you and make you make the wrong choices or that are going to make it easy for you to make good decisions. The most exciting thing about this um, is that you can control many elements of your environment so that you no longer feel or act out of control with food and with alcohol as well. Right now, um, some people out there might be feeling hopeless and you might be blaming yourself or your poor willpower when actually it could be your environment that is the primary issue. And I suppose that is 
powerful because things in your environment are easier to change than maybe you think. So we're going to run through eight top tips to set you up for success by setting your environment up in the right way. So the first thing is to know your specific food triggers and weaknesses. What are the foods for you that make it hard or impossible for you to stop eating once you have started? Um, that might be the bag of Doritos. It might be the share bar of Galaxy. It might be the tub of Ben and Jerry's. Make it might be a cheese board. It might be a bottle. It might be a glass of wine, and you can't stop with just one. Make a list of the foods that you find it really hard to stop eating once you have started. Once you know those, then. Um, the second tip is to be realistic with yourself about those trigger foods and decrease your exposure to them. Because if at the moment you can't control yourself when you're around them and you know that any time you have that first square of galaxy that all hell breaks loose, then reduce your exposure so that you're actually setting yourself up to be more successful. Um, for myself, I know that if there's a share bag of crisps open on, um, on the table in the kitchen, I'm going to eat a lot more of them in comparison to if I just had like a single serving bag of like a small bag of crisps. Um, so I wouldn't set myself up for failure. I wouldn't bring the share bags of crisps into the house or the big box of Pringles into the house because I know that I'm going to eat more than I had planned. And like it makes it a lot like you're challenging your willpower more than you actually need to. So if you want to be kind to yourself and set yourself up for success, um, don't set unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. Don't really challenge your willpower by bringing those things into the house. Um, don't knowingly set yourself up for failure. Reduce the exposure, especially initially, um, until you feel like you've better control around those things. The third tip is going to be to commit to like keeping like keeping those foods out of the house, but not just out of the house, like out of the desk at work, um, out of the car, um, like anywhere that you can control your food environment, just don't bring those things into it. Don't just think about the kitchen, like also think about those other environments that you're in day to day, um, whether that be the office, the car, the van, um, whatever it is, whether it be like you're going to visit your friends or you're going to visit your parents, like don't gift them those things that they're probably going to offer you with a cup of tea and like make it really easy for you to say yes and make it really hard for you to say no. Um, so just commit to limiting those foods in your life for a period of time. Um, the fourth tip is the opposite of this is just to keep only the healthiest foods in plain view. Visual cues are common triggers for bad choices. Um, if we leave an opened bottle of wine on the kitchen counter, um, it'll be so much easier to pour a glass of that while you're cooking your dinner in the evening. Um, and it can be easy for that to become a habit and that to be your way of unwinding after work. Um, however, if that bottle of wine wasn't on the counter, um, you're probably going to be much less likely to go looking for it or to go and drive to the shop and get a bottle of wine. You're probably going to forget like or if it's put away in a cupboard you're probably going to forget it's even there um until you actually really want a glass of wine um in which case you go looking for it and maybe you have a glass but if it's on the counter if it's in plain sight all the time 
it's setting you up to make bad decisions. Same goes for chocolates, for crisps. If they're just sitting on the counter all of the time, so much easier like to have them on your mind and just to pop your hand into the bowl when you are in a rush. Um, keep the healthier choices in plain view. Have the bowl of fruit, have the chopped up berries, have the chopped up melon, um, easy to get to in the fridge or have the bowl of fruit out on the counter. Um, don't have those tempting things all around you. If you have the healthier stuff, they're in plain sight. If it's a box of grapes that's easier to get to than a box of chocolates, then you're going to be much more likely to make that better decision. Um, bury the chocolates and bury the potatoes in places that are hard to find so that you're not going getting them until you actually really want them. So you're not just grabbing them mindlessly. Um, the fifth tip is to keep your kitchen clean and tidy. Research has actually shown that messy kitchens are associated with poorer eating habits and more out of control eating. Um, some of this might be down to stress and a messy kitchen can actually um, be stressful and stress can be a stimulus for comfort eating for a lot of people. So I've seen this all the time myself, not just with the kitchen, with my bedroom, with the whole house. Um, if the house is in a mess, you tend to be like a little bit more chaotic and a little bit more messy yourself and maybe a little bit more chaotic with your habits. So if your kitchen and your house is tidy um it'll feel less overwhelming you'll probably feel a bit calmer and a little bit less stressed and it'll make it easier for you to make better decisions in comparison to the place being upside down and you just kind of don't care and you just grab whatever is there um and i suppose it just it's a poorer environment rather than things being a little bit more organized a little bit calmer and helping you make better decisions um, tip number six is going to be actually to reduce the available food choices. An excess of food choices can stimulate people to overeat. Um, avoid an absolutely stuffed fridge and an absolutely stuffed cupboard that is overflowing with loads and loads of different choices. Keep the options as simple as possible. When it comes to variety, you want to have a lot of variety when it comes to fruit, when it comes to veg. Give yourself um, plenty options around that good stuff um, because different types of fruit, different types of veg give you different vitamins and different minerals. But when it comes to chocolate, when it comes to crisps, when it comes to um, the things that you know are very easy to overeat on, give yourself less choices around those things and you'll be less likely to overeat. Um, tip number seven is to make a note of your rituals and deconstruct them. So what do I mean by this? So like, do you habitually eat while you're watching Netflix, um, even when you aren't hungry? Do you habitually have to have the chocolate if there's a movie on? Um, if so, TV is a mindless, is a stimulus for mindless eating for you. Um, make a list of other stimuli that might trigger you into food behaviours that, um, that you would actually prefer to change. Maybe for you, driving is a stimulus to be just snacking while you're in the car. Um, maybe for you, it's like a certain time of day. When you come home in the evening, you go straight to the press. Whatever it is, um, make a list of those rituals and like try and deconstruct them and see, okay, well, what could I actually do instead? Maybe rather than always snacking on the chocolate when you're watching TV, maybe you could snack on something healthier. Maybe it could be low calorie popcorn or maybe it could be 
some carrot sticks and hummus or a bowl of blueberries um, or something like a handful of Cheerios or something like that. Maybe that way, like you're still getting that bit of a crunch and that bit of satisfaction, but maybe not consuming hundreds and hundreds of calories that are going to um, make it harder for you to achieve your weight loss goals. And if over time you can swap out the chocolate with carrot sticks and hummus, you're actually going to be having a healthy snack that's giving you nutrients that are going to benefit your health then obviously you still need to make sure calories are under control but that's going to be a much lower calorie option than the chocolate and the final tip is to ask for support from the people around you who want to see you succeed um if it's your partner who's in the house who's always bringing things into the house that set the environment up in a way that doesn't help you well ask them to come on board explain to them what you're doing explain to them that you'd like your help and explain to them that they could help you if they were to um do things in a certain way or help you set up the environment in a better way brainstorm the ways that they can help you create a healthier more successful environment for yourself um, and obviously there has to be a, give, a bit of give and take with that you can't totally control someone else's environment but if you explain to them what's going on for you and if they want to help and maybe it's a case that they just make sure they don't bring loads into the house or maybe if they bring them into the house they're putting them away in a cupboard out of sight um so that they can get them but maybe you don't even know that they're there um and this will make it so much easier for you to actually make a good choice especially in a moment of weakness so I hope that's helpful. If you are working on any weight loss goals, then take a look at the environment, implement these tips and see how they can actually help you be more successful. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you all. If you're enjoying the podcast, please um, give it a share on your stories and I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. I hope you are enjoying it. If you are, please make sure you hit subscribe and drop us a review and we will catch you in the next episode.